Hey, Che. This is uh, Vance from uh, calling in through uh, Anchor and MeWe. Anyway, um, really appreciate your little GM journal there. Appreciate that you are willing to put stuff out there, kind of warts and all, and uh, kind of you know, on top of your kind of inspirational bent, just you know, let us know that you know, we're all in the same boat. And that's a yeah, pretty meaningful and very sincere. Really appreciate it. Also, um, congrats. You know, it was a great conversation that you and Joe the lawyer had. And uh, much uh, you know, rambling and philosophy. And, uh, yeah, just you know, you know, meditative conversation that I really enjoyed. So take care and uh, keep at it, man. Thanks. Bye. Welcome to the Roleplay Rescue Game Master's Journal. My name is Che Webster, and I'll be taking you behind the scenes of my own Game Master journey, day by day, week by week. Each journal episode features my audio notes recorded here and there over the weeks between my regular gaming sessions. Assembled into a rough edit, these notes form a journal and let you take a peek behind the GM screen. But be warned, there are spoilers aplenty for anyone who plays at any of my gaming sessions. GM's Journal is always released as a bonus episode. It's not released until the session I'm planning for has been played through. It's a pretty candid snapshot of my inner life as a gamer. So you have been warned. Game on. Hi Jay, Collins, Bike Pit. Man, super glad you went with a lazy DM and um, took a took a bit of a rest from all that intensive prep. Sounds like it probably paid off for you. You was tight for time. You didn't cancel the session, which I think is awesome. And uh, yeah, it, it weren't as bad as you maybe feared it would be. So that's that's excellent. I think the uh, you was talking about maps and the virtual tabletops. For me, I think they would be the big hindrance for me in running those off-the-cuff sessions. You kind of got to put the hours in to get all your your maps sorted on the likes of Roll20 and stuff. So, yeah, I think they potentially the enemy of the Lazy GM. And talking of maps, that map in a low fantasy Midland setting, boy, I know what you mean. It is awesome. Thanks for the shout-out, bro, and I'll catch you later. Hey there, rescuers. Welcome back. Vance A there at the top of the show and Colin Spike Pit Green just then. Thank you guys for calling in. I really appreciate your taking the time to do that. It's awesome. Vance, man. Um, yeah, that interview. Um, yeah, it was good fun. And thank you so, so much for your encouraging words. It matters so much to me. I've had the like, crappiest week ever so receiving your message and colin's messages um just so helpful thank you colin man thanks for the thumbs up i'm really trying to learn from the other guys around me and you're one of them 
I keep listening to all these podcasts and the encouragement there is to kind of keep it simple. And that's what I'm working for. I don't think I was ever totally as, you know, deep into heavy prep. I just couldn't afford the time most of the time. But you know what? I'm feeling better about less prep or at least lighter prep. So big, 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 big thank you. For the listeners, if you didn't know what Vance was on about in terms of the interview, I did an interview for with Joe the Lawyer from his um, Not So Wondrous Imaginings podcast. Um, we rambled on for about two hours having a chat, and whilst it was very, very enjoyable for us, uh, personally, I'm not entirely sure I'm convinced that anyone else enjoyed it, but Vance obviously did, um, and that's a huge boost to me as well. So thank you, man, for talking about that. And, you know, if you like... Um, Listening to my voice, well, I don't know about that. But anyway, if you like listening to my voice, you want to hear me being interviewed by uh, Joe Lawyer and talking pretty much everything but gaming, um, head on over to his podcast. Awesome stuff. Um, okay, let's see what's in the journal this week. Hi, well, hmm. <laughs> okay, so an update really. It's been um, a good few days since... Um, the game on Friday night, um, which was good. It was really positive. There's a number of things that kind of went through my mind after that game. I obviously had a success in kind of low prep. I think with the hex crawl in place and with the Mega Dungeon kind of potentially there in the future, that actually games running on this format are going to be very much easier to prep, which is brilliant. And I can reduce my prep load. Slow flourish. And the way of the Lazy Dungeon Master, there's elements that I can adapt and use. Um, and that's all good. That's really, really good news. I need to add to my hex map. I really do need to add some um, details into the into the map and more locations to discover, more things to do. But that's not difficult. There are a few things that came up in play that are suggested by things that came out of, out of the game. And... On top of that, there are a number of things I just keep meaning to put on the map, so uh, they're in my mind, and, and that's not an issue, um, and that's cool. So I'm going to do that over the next week or so. Uh, need to find some time to sit down just to add to my head's map. We had a game uh, this week at the school club. That was great. Um, had about five players, I think, out of the usual kind of nine. Um, one good thing is that there is one of the guys who was playing with us is now gone and GMing a 5e game with some other friends and there's a little group of three or four of them now they're into the second session uh, or third session actually I think and um, that was a really good game going on and apart from asking for a little bit of help with uh, a random magic item because they don't have a DMG um, it was all good they're using basically the Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition basic rules very well um, and then on top of that I think they've got a player's handbook there's certainly a player's handbook available in my classroom so they can reference that for uh, classes that aren't in the basic set and, and that's worked really really well um, also wanted to mention there's a third group who I've been very independent for a very long while I've about three or four players I mean there's four and they play various things. They started with 5e and they have, in the, over time, kind of done their own thing. They've created, uh, they th- I think they used the 5e rules to play some um, uh, Fallout um, RPG, basically. They kind of really into the uh, Fallout computer game and they decided to just use 5e rules to emulate that Um since then, they've gone and done various other things. So, and I think they kind of t- they kind of passed the GM ship around their group, and it's really interesting to watch. These are players who first got into the hobby maybe two years ago, 
um, through the club. And of course, they are now really very much doing their own thing. I just come and use my space. Anyway, back to my group. Loving Consoles and Crusades. Um, I did get asked about it in its relationship to D&D. Um, and that was interesting because I was... I mean, the big thing, I think, for them was... You know, Castle and Crusades being Gary Gygax's last currently published work and have him having an influence in that and working on that with Troll Lord, I think really kind of uh, resonated with them as um, one of those bits of gamer knowledge. And they they like the game. They really do enjoy it. Um, and I'm enjoying playing it. It's so easy to run and so much fun to run. Um, they didn't get... I mean, yeah, they came into the tower. Um, so, yeah, a quick update, I guess, on where they're at in their play. They've returned through the Moongate and they've returned to Dragon Eye Tower. Not that they know it's called Dragon Eye Tower. Um, um, and their mission is to clear the tower and to allow for a garrison of troops from Zorastor to hold that tower. Um, and so they started to investigate. They come down. Uh, they got onto the top of the tower, which was guarded by some flying kobolds. And they have then. Uh, quickly defeated them and they moved down the tower now they're about they've got to the point where having searched around some of the places they went to before because they've not made a map in the past and they weren't making one yesterday they are kind of covering old ground a couple of times and i don't think they necessarily realized they've done that um but they've basically been interacting and sneaking around the top part of this tower and they've worked their way down to the mid-level where actually there is quite a sizable garrison of um these flying kobolds who are job is basically to guard the gate but they're a bit lax after many hundreds of years of no action and i think we stopped the game at the point where they're basically entering a room which has kind of got a group of these guys and we're just at the point where a number of players were wanting to leave early about um, half an hour earlier than they normally do because of various transport issues and um so we decided to hold the game there rather than kind of push on with just the two or three players left. So next session will be straight into a fight, which will be for good fun, I think. And, you know, it's going to be tough for them. It's going to be a difficult uh, difficult battle. So we'll see how that goes. I think the main thing is they have no idea about where they are, really. They know that they've kind of used this gate, which has kind of took them onto the top of a tower, which appears to be between two mountains. But I don't think they've really clicked where they truly are. Um, and I'm not spoiling that yet. So, all good fun. Saturday night's group, uh, I've got one guy signed up for the moment. So I actually sent out an email to the other players to try and find out what the situation is. We've had uh, two sort of failed sessions. I think I really should not have cancelled the last session. should have just done a one-on-one game. Um, so this Saturday, I've committed myself to turning up no matter what, even if it's just me and one other guy. Um, but I have asked the players to sort of confirm whether they are just having problems now getting along or whether they intend coming long term. I have various options I can offer if there is a need to change game. But I'm hoping that they're liking Castles and Crusades. Stonehow, I see, I need to do some work on the maps and things and I don't want to do that work if the game's going to fall through. So it's just like one of those things. I don't know. I also figured I could change the format of my maps because I've been doing those uh, electronic maps on like a five foot per square scale. And I could actually halve that. The actual tiles are designed to have a 10 foot scale. And then to be sort of used, I could use Fantasy Grounds to square that out at a smaller resolution. Um, so it will change the look of the maps a bit, but it would make it quicker for me to make them. And I'm wondering if I should just do that or try doing that and see what happens. So I might do the next one at 5 foot scale and I might try doing one at 10 foot scale and just see 
how that looks. That being said, if the guys don't want to play Stonehill, then, you know, fair enough. I mean, to be honest with you, it would make sense for me to bring them into my main campaign, but we'll see how that goes. And then looking forward to um, the Friday game in, it'll be, you know, a good week away or so, but more than a week away now. Um, yeah, that's looking good. We should have maybe, if we're lucky, we'll get three players, maybe even four at the table. So we'll see how that goes. So a quick update. I've got a teeny bit of time today to do some prep. I might be able to get some stuff done on my hex map and my dungeon, but we will see. Hey, Che. It's Ray Otis. I just wanted to say how much I enjoy your GM journals. I have fun following your highs and lows and kind of going through them with you. It rings very true to me. Um, I think we react to games differently, and yet you're speaking to a universal experience as a GM. So I uh, just want to say thanks for that and all the honesty and kind of keeping your phone with you throughout the day to record, um, to catch little moments where you're thinking about games. Very cool. Also, I wanted to say Half Goblin Monk Illusionist. That rocks my world. I love that. It's so Baroque. It's like something that would have come out of the Dune movie or something. I don't know. It's just very cool. Um, I love it when people twist fantasy hard and uh, make it different, and that, that player's really bringing it. So, good stuff. Oh, in a day filled with doubt. Thanks, Ray, for calling in. That's really good to hear from you. And so good to uh, to know that someone's appreciating it. Um, really do thank you for the call in. Yeah, the Half Goblin. Ian is such a cool guy, really. He will push the system, but he also knows how to make a cool character. And yeah, it's good fun. So um, yeah, you just picked me up, dude. You just thank you for calling in. It really, in a day filled with doubt, you know, I've oh, been struggling somewhat today and just good to hear from you. So thank you. All the best. Quick cool thing. Um, I'm booked to go to Glorantha Games 2019. It's a small convention held in Birmingham in the UK. Um, organised by Pookie and um, I'm really excited to go I haven't been to a convention in years and I, I think it's really Spike Pitts Colin who kind of persuaded me that I should play some more and I pretty, I pretty much when that came up as availability for booking tickets I, I dived right in it's on the 30th of March and it's coming up and you know what I just booked my train tickets today and I just sent in my game bookings today and um, feels really good feels really positive I just wanted to kind of note that in my journal so that, um, you know, everybody kind of kind of knows that I do have this uh, desire to go play. Um, yeah, I'm going to be going and I'm really excited about it. And um, it's a whole long day out on a Saturday um, just before the end of term. And I'm just really excited about it. So, oh, great stuff. Glorantha Games 2019, here I come. You know, I don't really know what triggers it, but I am full on in wanting to play traveller mode. Yesterday, I I went online and I ordered the traveller compendium, I think it's called, or companion, sorry, no, the traveller companion. It's a, a book that allows you to sort of tweak your traveller game uh, to emulate other styles of uh, science fiction. Um, and I've been looking forward to it ever since Mongoose released Traveller. Um, and the cool rule book um, several years ago now really I'm just looking at my copy here 2016 so three years ago and in that time I've had a couple of abortive attempts at playing Traveller uh, most notably Solo um, 
I don't know what it is. I, I mean, I've always loved the two d six mechanic, and and I particularly like Mongoose Traveler's game. It's it's a solid game. It takes on some modern things, but kind of preserves the feeling that I I enjoy about the game and the kind of way it runs. It also has the third Imperium as a kind of core setting, which for some people is a big turn off. For me, it's sort of in the middle because I kind of love the third Imperium, but I know that nobody else does, or at least very few people I know do. I think most of them are just ignorant of it and don't really understand it. And often people's first game with Traveller is like a, a merchant game, maybe. And you know what? That's a, a style of play that, again, is, I don't know, somewhat archaic, I suppose, in lots of people's minds. I really want to start developing um, a Traveller game. I want to develop using all the things that I've been like learning over the last couple of years and all the things I've been talking about on this podcast, really, I really want to start developing a science fiction game. And I have in my plan uh, an episode on kind of presenting an approach to good science fiction gaming that uses so many of the good things that I've learned from, you know, study of the Mega Dungeon and the Dungeon Crawl, study of the Hex Crawl and all those kinds of things. And that I'm actually experimenting with in my fantasy gaming. So I'm sitting here and I'm kind of thinking that this is time. You know, the bug is with me and I kind of need to go with it. And I better not talk about it much more because I'll spoil the creativity. But there's a worry because I know this is kind of what happens when I go all flaky on stuff. I kind of get distracted by a cool project and a cool idea. And then I start neglecting my core game. I think, though, this time I'm slightly more well protected against that, if you like. I have a game that is Hexcrawl and Mega Dungeon based, and while it does need some work and extra time on it, it's not particularly highly demanding. I also have like my online game, which again is a Mega Dungeon and not terribly demanding of my time right now. It will be when I have to do some more maps, but I think another session or two before I need to worry too much about that, and that should get me through to a holiday period where I can invest that time. And a friend of mine, Pete, said the other day, he sort of recognised and he helped me notice actually that, yeah, I do put a lot of intensive work into prep during holiday periods and then in between I have to get by on whatever I've prepped. And that's why the approaches I'm taking work so much better for me at the moment and I've got some kind of momentum. So anyway, I wanted to share that thought and that feeling and I am going to spend a bit of time today kind of delving back into Traveller as a game, the Mongoose Traveller edition. I have all the editions, by the way, and I am actually quite a big fan of Traveller 5, which a lot of people consider to be kind of like, you know, a mess. It's a, That's about to get a rework as well, I think. I think that the community has persuaded Mark Miller to sort of reapproach that, and I'm looking forward to that. But Mongoose is a stable thing. It's based off classic Traveller, and it has the right feeling. And although it's highly expensive, I mean, the books are full colour and they're gorgeous, but they cost like 30 to £40 pounds each. They are very expensive books, but there's good stuff. Um, of course, if you're listening to this and you want a, a low-price alternative, then you just go and buy Cepheus, don't you? Because it's based off the same engine as Mongoose Traveller's original first edition game. And it would be very easy to tweak it around to make you feel like Mongoose Traveller. And of course, if you don't like the third Imperium, you don't need any of that material. So Cepheus is your, your game of choice if you're on a low budget. So, yeah, there we are. Um, I've got the bug. I've got the science fiction bug. Um, it was kind of triggered a little bit by my solo module month gaming as alternative. 
And uh, I'm going to see where it takes me. There we go. Curiouser and curiouser, said Alice. Today is Saturday morning. Um, tonight I have an online game of Stone Hell with Castles and Crusades using Fantasy Grounds and the TeamSpeak 3 client um, on my desktop computer. And two days ago, three days ago, it looked like I had one guy signed up. And the last time we had one guy signed up, um, Lan and I decided to cancel the game. I think that was a mistake, but that's what we did. I sent out an email this week. It was a slightly desperate email in a way. I was feeling very low. Um, it's been a hell of a week if you uh, <laughs> at work and stuff. We've just been through a full-on departmental review. There's been a lot of observation of us as teachers, a lot of pressure, a lot of short notice drop-ins and stuff, and it's just been kind of, you know, tough. Um, and I've had a lot of colleagues melting down. I mean, really, seriously, unhappy people around me in the last week or so, and it's been difficult. And also long hours we had, um, parents' evening, we've had um, late nights on several occasions and, you know, 13-hour days, you know, really add up. I'm shattered, I'm really tired. But it's Saturday now um, and, you know, cool things are happening in my life um, and it's all hobby. And But it's a curious thing. I put out this rather desperate email um, earlier in the week and kind of saying, you know, guys, are you voting with your feet or do you... Is it just kind of natural circumstances? And this is what happens to me, by the way. I kind of, um, I think I know in my head that it's just natural circumstances. People are busy and they can't make a game and my table numbers drop. But actually, I know that, absolutely know that. But inside, the fear of rejection and the imposter syndrome and the basically insecure little boy inside of me um, really struggles. And I kind of start thinking, well, people don't like me or people don't like my game. And I just actually ended up outright asking that by email this week. And I had some replies and people are saying, no, I'm just busy. I had two, two of my players actually sort of saying, yeah, we can make it along. Um, one guy didn't think he was going to be able to make it and now probably can. And the other guy, Lan, was going to make it anyway. Um, and then there were two other people who basically had kind of like been a bit distant. One of them has been saying, I'm not coming back. Um, basically, um, there's some shit going down in life and I'm just going to be gone for a while and don't expect me back. And the other person was basically supposed to be away on work or whatever and therefore um, not around and then this morning I got up and both those two people have signed up for a game tonight one of them emailed me to say I'm going to be back and it's not a problem I'm going to be gaming and well quite frankly I'm a bit curious and uh, it surprises me and it kind of lifts me as well to be honest with you when people show up to my gaming table or they kind of say they're going to come I it kind of confirms that I am all the things that are in my head are wrong that all the doubts I have are wrong and um yeah that feels good so curiously really I've got a prep for tonight I'm gonna go later probably this afternoon or hop online and update things there's not a lot I need to do for the game just kind of familiarize myself with the characters and uh familiarize myself with the immediate kind of kind of key scenes uh, the key areas really of the mega dungeon that they're in um I'm much more familiar with the rules now so that's helping um, and I guess, you know, kind of warm myself up to it. Um, my wife's out today all day, so I get to do hobby. And um, she's out doing a photography course and learning to shoot great photos. That's her hobby with some friends. And that's just brilliant for me. Um, it kind of allows me time to to do what I love. And um, I'm going to do two things today, really. I'm going to fiddle about with Traveller and have a little explore there. And I'm going to prep up for the game tonight. So there we go, that's me so far and we will see what happens.
Terrible. Okay, so it's like Saturday morning, late morning, and I just did something completely insane. This traveller bug is biting me, and um, how do I explain this? The short of it is that I just ordered the Great Rift source book thing, giant source book thing from Mongoose Traveller, uh, for, sorry, Mongoose Traveller, um, and what it is is a huge kind of campaign for exploration gaming there are some adventures that go with it as well which i may well grab along the way um but i decided to, to kind of grab the box set um which is slightly insane of me really um okay so where am i coming from here i think i've said a few times now that my favorite kind of uh science fiction gaming um there are sort of two camps and one of them is I love exploration gaming, like the idea of deep space exploration. I guess it goes back to Star Trek that, you know, I always used to love that idea of them being on his five-year mission into the depths and discovering stuff. Traveller has always provided that as, a, as an opportunity, and I always wanted to play a scout character from the original game, you know, kind of from the... Um, when I got into the Third Imperium setting and the Imperium of Man stuff, the... Uh, interstellar sort of scout organization has always um, been a, a big appeal to me and I really love it and um, with my focus this month on solo gaming and also kind of picking up the book I just kind of realized that I really want to play a solo exploration game and it seemed to me that the Great Rift as a setting within the Third Imperium provides me with a lot of stuff straight off the cuff I mean I seriously could just put together my own solo exploration game in a completely made up setting but um there's something about that classic that classic setting that i love and the book seems like really interesting it seems to contain a lot of material uh sort of going right out into the edges of the imperium and yeah I, it really appeals to me so yeah i've done the silly thing i've bought it i've ordered it it'll probably come over next week or so but of course, you get the PDF stuff free when you buy anything from Mongoose Pub um, right now. Didn't used to, but you do now, and it's awesome. So um, I'm just going to download uh, that stuff and have a look, and I'm going to flip through my rule book, and I'm I know I'm just going to start soloing um, this afternoon, and it's probably really stupid because I've got like you know Saturday games night, and I've also got like games to prep for next weekend but it's what i want to do and it's my time and it's fun isn't it <laughs> oh my goodness what have i done okay so um there you go traveler here i come okay so i just finished gaming online carlson crusades playing some stone hell with the guys it's just been good fun um, we had a few technical difficulties this evening, which was slightly annoying. Um, but, you know, good game. Uh, one of the guys basically couldn't get logged in at all. We were having all sorts of issues. So he kind of ended up leaving early, which was really annoying. But uh, actually, three players, so four of us in total, you know, four guys in total in there playing, and it was good fun. They, they explored a bit more of the dungeon. And then in the end, uh, decided to withdraw. And we sort of get a couple of characters up to level two now. It's good. I made a couple of um, rules calls as well. So from the Castle Keeper's Guide, um, I'm introducing two rules to this, which is spell slots um, instead of the kind of Gygaxian style 
um, spells. They're a bit more 5e-like. You know, the guys have their normal number of spells per day, but they can use whatever spells they want in them. A bit more freedom. And I'm also adding the advantages rules from the back of the Castle Keeper's Guide, um, which we're going to um, add in. And they give like little little boosts to help kind of customize the characters. We'll see how that works in this campaign. And probably introduce them to the other game, uh, maybe the adult game um, on the Friday night game as well. But yeah, good good session, had a good time, and um, I'm really pleased that uh, you know I got on. We're going to miss um, a month because next time is when I'm at Glorantha uh, convention, uh, the Glorantha Games convention on the thirtieth. So um, we'll be back in a month. Um, but I had a good time. Um, I am absolutely tired, so I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> Uh, and that's it. That's uh, another game day done, isn't it? Another session. Fabulous. That's it for another GM's Journal episode. As always, please let me know what you think and drop me an anchor voice message to share your response. My goal is to create a community of discovery about role-playing games in which you can feel accepted, whether as a player or as a game master. Come and join the conversation. In the meantime, all that's left is to wish you a fond farewell and all the best at your gaming table. My name is Che Webster, and this has been a Roleplay Rescue GM's Journal episode. See you again on the flip side. Game on!